What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Over Six Sports Podcast. I am your host, Zach the Bandit Burke, and with me, as always, is the Turf King, Cameron Charlton. How are you doing, Cam? Not doing too bad. I'm looking forward to a good week of football. Hopefully, the Miami Dolphins can beat the Falcons. I know we'll be watching the game with a Falcons fan, so... Nothing like a big bounce back after a horrible loss to beating a Falcons fan and watching them suffer more than we are. Yes, sir. This is going to be the I think the second game that we've... Well, the first game that we caught a piece of from Miami game this year was short. I think we watched them beat the Patriots in week one. This is the first game since then that we've watched together. I am pumped. I'm also pumped. This is the first time they have played the Atlanta Falcons since I was in Atlanta and witnessed them... And Jay Cutler, Jay Cutler beat the Falcons in 2017. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited for it. We're going to break that game down. Uh, We're going to see how it goes. Um, Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I will say is that, uh, as you said, anytime Atlanta fans lose, the rest of us win. Although they really shouldn't have that much of a hate on them. That's just our own personal bias. Uh, so we're going to have a look, again, against the spread, all the games. This is the over six NFL picks for week seven. Anything else you want to add before we start? Nope, I am ready. Let's get to it then. As I said, it's the over six NFL picks week Seven. Incredible that we are already uh, seven weeks into the NFL season. That is just crazy. And uh, we're going to see how this all shakes out, Cam. Uh, we have the Thursday game. We did not pick it at the end of our picks episode or our recap episode. So we're going to start it off now. Who do we got planned Thursday night? So on Thursday night, we have a Denver heading to Cleveland. Cleveland still laying three and a half points here. It is official. Nick Chubb has been ruled out. So they will have no Nick Chubb and no Kareem Hunt. So who do they have? They got Felton. Felton is going to back up, it sounds like, Dearness Johnson. So they've got basically two nobodies to a certain extent. Now, now that I said that, they're going to go off. Um, is there any reason here that you don't see the Broncos covering in a bounce-back spot against a very injury-prone, injury-depleted team? Yeah, we have a Cleveland Browns team who likes running the ball with no running backs, a completely injured O-line, and an injured quarterback. Vaughn Miller has already called out this offensive line as, I've never heard of the guy I'm lining up against, but I'm going to destroy him. So Von Miller is already going to destroy the quarterback who is either going to be Baker who's injured and definitely doesn't want to get destroyed or Case Keenum. So three and a half here already going by your typical betting knowledge. Three and a half. You got to take the three and a half points here with Denver in the spot here with Cleveland as injured as they are. Probably going to regret it because I think Cleveland's a better football team, but I got to go with Denver. I'm going to take Denver as well. As soon as Von Miller says, I'm going to destroy this quarterback that I de- or this quarterback or and or anybody I play against, I don't even know their names. Yeah, I'm all on that. 
And I think that this is a great spot for the Broncos because this is a chance for them to prove that they're not a fraudulent team. They're playing a team that now that is that we projected at the start of the year was going to be a good team. Obviously, they're, you know, they're very depleted in terms of injuries, but this is a chance for them to say, hey, we just got stomped at home or whatever. We lost by a 10 or whatever it was at home to the Raiders. Um, let's go out. Let's make a statement and uh, and put ourselves back above 500. I love the Broncos plus the points. Let's go. Yeah, so as we move into Sunday, I just do want to touch on all of the buys. We have the Bills, the Cowboys, the Jags, the Chargers, the Vikings, and the Steelers all on buy this week. This is the biggest bye week of the year. Fantasy football managers everywhere are struggling because not only is this the biggest bye week, you have teams that are very fantasy relevant in the Bills, Dallas, Chargers, who are all off this week. So it's a big week. Moving into Sunday, unless you have anything to touch on that, Burke. So we're only picking 13 games this week. Yeah, there's quite a few less this week. So uh, hopefully the percentages can go up and we can have a big week. Yeah, that could be good. Or it could be like if we screw this up, this could be an absolute dagger. I like the positive side. Let's move into Sunday, the 1 p.m. slate. Yeah, moving along, we have the Atlanta Falcons heading to Miami. Miami choosing not to take a bye after the London trip. Atlanta favored by two and a half here. The look ahead on this game was the other way. Miami, before the loss to Jacksonville, was favored by two and a half. So the line has flipped completely. To me, this is literally like an auto-fade Miami here. You're coming off a disappointing game. You're coming across seas. You're one of the only teams ever to not take a bye afterwards. But you know what? I don't like that. I am going to take the Miami Dolphins here. The Falcons don't like them i'm hoping one of these one or two of the corners are back for miami brian flores is going to figure shit out he knows he fucked up last week he knows he made a mistake i'm still hoping he's a good coach Tua look decent atlanta's defense sucks i'm going to be on miami in a spot where i don't feel like a lot of people are a complete fade spot i'm going to take the dolphins i love it cam i am so excited you went that angle that's the angle i was going to go Pretty much verbatim. I mean, look, man. I mean, Gesicki um, had a great game last week against the Jags. Atlanta also has shit that, like, their D is shit just as much. Um, Gesicki's going to have a good game. Waddle is going to have another good game. And, again, like, I know people are shitting on Tua, but I really thought last game that he played good other than two or three throws. Like, I think a lot of the calls, the the running on first down, this classic Miami thing where they run every first down, as soon as they got away from that, they had a little bit more success throwing a Gusecki in the middle of the field. So, you know, you look at you look at the tape and say, all right, let's make some adjustments. And if you don't think this Miami Dolphins team under Brian Flores is going to be pissed about their loss in London, this primetime 9.30 a.m. game, that they're not going to be rattled and want to come out and exact and, and, and enact some vengeance. Uh, yeah, you got another thing coming to you. And the fact they play the Atlanta Falcons once every four years. Historically, I looked this up not that long ago. Miami has done well against Atlanta over the last 20 years. Uh, give me Miami plus the points. And I think they're going to win outright. Yeah, I like the play. So moving along to our next 1 p.m. slate, we have Carolina heading to the New York Giants. Carolina favored by three. I, I, I'm i not going to comment on this game. I will just say, Nate, I will take the Giants plus three. That's all I have to say. 
Yeah, I mean, you would think they, the Giants. I mean, this is going to depend if Saquon Barkley plays or not. Frankly, in my opinion, um, if Barkley's playing, then I think it could go the Giants' way um, for sure. But you got to look at like. Like Carolina had such a hot start to the year. And again, Cam's only co- not commenting because he doesn't want to get into trouble because he's the kiss of death when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. Legit locked them up two weeks in a row. They didn't hit. And then he also took them last week on the spread and they didn't hit. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take Carolina. I'm going to take Carolina minus the points. They're three and three. Um, they're due here. You know, they started, was it, they started three and old and they've lost three straight. Um, you know, they're, they're due, they're due for a dub. And, uh, yeah, I mean, frankly, I feel like, I, I feel like, you know, Hubbard could definitely have a big week, but the Panthers just have too many weapons and our opinion of the Panthers in the first three weeks, I think has been overshadowed by the fact that they've run into some problems. They've lost two close games in a row, um, where there's been blocked punts in basically both games. Um, so I, I don't know. I, 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 I think the Vikings are a decent team and the Carolina lost to them. Give me Carolina minus the points. Um, I think this is going to be a nice bounce back week for them. Yeah, moving along to the next game, we have the Washington football team heading to Green Bay. Green Bay favored by nine and a half. That's a lot of points. It's a lot of points for a Green Bay team who has not been that good offensively. They've got the weapons. They just haven't performed, right? Yeah, to me, this Green Bay team just doesn't feel like a team who's going to blow people out often. I know they won by 10 last week, but it's against a Chicago team that's not very good and underperforming. They just, again, they don't feel like a team who's going to blow out a lot of people this year. They've kept every game pretty much to one possession game. So, I mean, I don't really like this Washington team at all. And I know I'm starting to go way too the opposite of Chalky after a big Chalky week. But I got to take Washington here. At plus nine and a half, I just, this Green Bay team, I think they're going to win this game, and I think they're going to win it fairly easily. They just seem to be taking their foot off the pedal when they get up, and nine and a half is a lot of points for a team that doesn't blow out teams. I mean, that's true. I mean, we did talk about in the recap how Heineke sucks. Um, The Washington defense looked okay against Mahomes, and he, you know, turned the ball over a lot. Um, I don't know. I like Green Bay in this spot. I just think that, again, I'm erring on the side that I still think Washington D sucks. And I don't think that the Packers enacted a game plan last week that was, um, or, or played as well as they possibly could have. Obviously they got the dub versus the bears, which they always do because Tom or, um, Aaron Rodgers owns the bears and the bears fans, but you're not going to keep Adams down for that long. Um, he had an okay game last week. I think that he has a big bounce back game this week as much as you can have for, for his caliber of a player. Nine and a half's a lot. It really is. I just don't want to look Cam back on this week and saying, why did I take a Washington team, which is trash? Like, why did I have any faith in a team that's got fucked the whole entire year and think that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and this green Bay team wouldn't put the boots to them. So give me the Packers minus the points. Yeah. I mean, I can't argue it too much. I just, again, this green Bay, it's nothing to do with Washington. They're not a good team. Green Bay just doesn't blow people out. Moving along. We have Cincy heading to Baltimore, Baltimore laying six points here. And 
Are you going to tell me Jim Harbaugh, after completely dominating the last game, out-coaching the Chargers, isn't going to out-coach Zach Taylor? Yeah. Less than a touchdown. This is a no-brainer to me. The Ravens destroyed the Chargers. Better coaching, better game plan, better everything. Lamar didn't even need to be that good. So less than a touchdown going to Cincy. Baltimore's covering the six easily. Is it not a... Who is... What's the next game up? After that, Baltimore is on the bye, so they're not going to look ahead to their bye. I think they will look ahead to their bye. I think they come off of, I think Baltimore came off an absolute massive dub. They got a bye week coming up, and I think they do overlook the Bengals. Um, the real question that I have is, is, is the Ravens, is this Ravens D, which I picked in a fantasy league pretty early, I think I picked him in the sixth or seventh round, um, is this D legit? Or did they just figure out how to how to do it against Herbert? Um, I feel like they're like I I look at the Colts like they barely snuck a dub out over the Colts and the Colts defense, you know, with basically no corners got this job done to a certain extent. Um, I don't know. I I think what was the number again? Six. I think the Bengals are going to cover six. It's just one of those games that I think it's so easy to take the Ravens here coming off of that dub last week. And maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe I need to take my own advice and say, keep it simple, stupid. But six points for a team going into the bye after a massive blowout on a high versus a Bengals team that, frankly, I feel like a lot of people overlook. I just think it's a lot. I could see them winning by, I I think the Ravens are going to win. But the one thing that the Ravens have taught me this year is everything that I think they're going to do, they do the opposite. Hence, they did not. They came off a nice dub. Then they beat Detroit barely by the skin of their teeth because of Justin Tucker. Um, if it's a late field goal win, I would not be shocked. Give me the Bengals plus the points. Yeah, so uh, moving along, we have the New York Jets heading to New England. New England laying seven points. Woof. Jets were off last week. They were. Uh... I don't like this game at all. Do you like this game? Yeah, to me, this is easy. Bill Belichick showed that he owned the Jets this year already on the road. New England hasn't won at home yet this year. Bill Belichick, rookie quarterbacks. Zach Wilson doesn't look that good. This seems like a pretty easy spot for me. New England's going to cover the seven points because that's what they do. Their team looked really good last week against Dallas. And Dallas is a lot better than the Jets. So New England's going to cover this. This is true. Problem. This is true. But how did he do against a rookie quarterback the game before? Not good. So I don't know. Like this is like I'm not trying to be like Mister like Devil's Advocate and trying to screw my average here. I really should pick someone the same as you. Um, But you got a fresh Jets team, right? You got a fresh Jets team coming off the bye. yeah, coming I mean, off the bye, coming off a London game where they lost to the Falcons. That's true. That's true. I mean, Zach Wilson didn't look terrible in that game, though. I mean, he did huck some balls that were pretty nice. I mean, he had 192 yards, zero touchdowns, and an interception against the Falcons. All right, you talked me into it. Give me the give me the Patriots minus the number, but I am adding a disclaimer that if the Jets cover, I would not be surprised. Like, I, I don't think that this is going to be a surprise if the Jets cover because 
I think they've got enough pieces. And frankly, you, you know, you've pumped the Jets higher this year, saying they've gone the right way, they've done the right things. And I I agree with you to a certain extent. I think when we talked about this this game with the Falcons in London, I was on the Falcons because they were, you know, awful and they just they needed that bounce back spot. Um, Kyle Pitts had not had a breakout game yet. Now he has. So I absolutely, you know, disagree with you then. Now I'm kind of like, ah, maybe the Jets, but I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the spread. I'll leave the points on the Pats minus seven, but it's just something that I'll look back, looking back next week saying if the Jets did cover, I can't say that I wasn't surprised. So moving along to the last game in our 1 p.m. slate, we have KC heading to Tennessee. KC laying five and a half points. So the Buffalo Bills only laid five and a half points against these Titans. Titans won outright. Titans, sure, it could be a little bit of a letdown spot, but as we both know, KC doesn't cover. The Titans just beat the Bills, laying the same amount of points when the Bills are a much better team. I got to be on the Titans this week at home, coming off a big win. If this Buffalo D couldn't stop Henry, who we believe is actually a decent D, this KC D's not stopping Derrick Henry. These receivers have another week to get a little healthier, so this is easy to me. Tennessee covering the five and a half. Well, and the Chiefs are playing the Packers the next week. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I can't disagree with you. I mean, I look at this game and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't see any reason why the Titans, and the Titans play the Rams next week, so... I mean, both teams are going to have tough games the next week, so it's not like they're either of them are going to be necessarily looking ahead. Uh, so you're going to have kind of both, you know, both teams are definitely going to be tuned for this game, no doubt about it. Um, the Chiefs don't cover, as you said. Now they've covered twice this year, so they're two and six against the spread this year. Um, Two, four, six, not two and six. Sorry, two out of six they've covered. So they're two and four. Yes, you're right. And their defense is awful. Like, it's god-awful. So give me the Titans plus the points. Again, one of these games I can look back and say I'm an idiot. And I my gut reaction was to take the Chiefs. But you have to go with the stats. And the stats say, against Washington... I can see going against the stats, against the Titans with what they just did to the Bills. I have to agree with you. Give me Titans plus the points. Yeah, so we move along into this 4 p.m. slate. We got four games here. Three out of the four games, the spreads are more than 12 points. Woof. This is scary. I don't like this one bit. It is. So we'll move, move along to the first game. We have Detroit heading to Los Angeles to face the Rams. We had the Jared Goff. Revenge game. Jared Goff revenge game. That's true. Detroit's trash, though. The Rams are favored by 15, though. <laughs> That's a lot of points. That's a lot. I mean, they did just blow the Giants by fucking, what was it, 35? They're no, 30, no, 30, 27. 27. 27. Sorry, bad math. 27. And it's a team that's. Man, 15 is a lot of points, though. To me, this just seems like like Dan Campbell just called out Jared Goff. Jared Goff is going back to L.A. What has Detroit been really good at this year? Backdoor covering, keeping games somewhat close. I know this Rams offense and this Rams team is unbelievable, but this is more than two touchdowns. 
Jared Goff being called out by his coach, seeing Sean McVay there, his buddy, across the sidelines. He's got to find a way to backdoor this or keep it close in the end. Again, Dan Campbell's called him out. Everybody on this team wants to play for Dan Campbell. 15 points is too much. I'm going to be on Detroit here. Give me Detroit as well, plus 15. Because I do not see... Like, the Rams are good. Don't get me wrong. They are very, very good. But so are the Ravens. I have the Ravens making the playoffs and possibly winning the division at the start of the year. Like I think the Ravens are good. And the Ravens almost should have beat... Sorry, Detroit should have beat the Ravens. Like, they can play close games. The Rams could win by two touchdowns and still not cover this game. This is what I'm saying. Like, I totally agree with you. Like, I I just, I absolutely see multiple angles here. Number one, the Detroit has proved that they can play good teams and stay close in games. Obviously, last week it didn't work out, but yeah, it could. And number two, you have have the Goff revenge angle. Now, Goff sucks, so that's, you know, one of those things that you look at and say, all right, well, if Goff sucks, does it really matter? But yeah, it does, especially when you get called up by your head coach. And let's be honest. This is a guy who has won road playoff games with one hand. So how much he sucks, he is capable, especially capable to cover 15 points trying to play for his coach. I keep in mind here, too, here, like the Colts covered against the Rams earlier in the season with Carson Wentz. And Wentz is no good. And Taylor didn't even do that much. Detroit plus the points. Let's get to the next game. Yeah, I mean, this could be a game where we see the Rams score 40 and Detroit score 10. I will say that. It could 15 be. 15 is a lot but of like, points to battle. But you could say that about anything. But, like, honestly, you look at that spread and you're like, geez, like, geez, like 15 points. Like, you got to basically, like, think about it from a score perspective. Realistically, they have to win by 17 unless it's a ridiculous, like, two-point conversion, safety, missed uh miss point after like unless it's some some scoragami shit they gotta win by 17 they're not gonna win by 17 so we move along speaking of 17 houston heading to arizona arizona laying 17 and a half points wow (laughs) holy shit that is a lot of points so here's the I, question. Are they thinking that the Cardinals are going to absolutely destroy the Texans D? Or are they thinking that Davis Mills sucks and the Cardinals D is good? What's the thought here? I I just don't know what to touch on this line. This feels like a line, along with a couple of them this week, where the books got killed because too many favorites won last week. So they're making the lines just outrageous. Like, this is two touchdowns and a field goal. Like, this is just... A lot. Like, are they not going to start running it at some point? I mean, neither team runs it that much. But 17 and a half, I just, in my right betting mind, I cannot put money down on 17 and a half. Anybody covering it. And to me, this is a complete stay away line. Arizona's winning this game, but you can't even tease it. What, are you going to tease it to 11 and a half and give up odds? No, you're not going to do that. The are last you take the mo- no. money line here? No. No. The last time that I put money on a team that was 17 and a half was the New Orleans Saints with Drew Brees versus Gardner Minshew and the Jags. I think it was week 16 or 17 last year. And I was like, 
oh man, there's no way the Jags aren't going to cover this. The Jags have been good, and the New Orleans Saints won by 21 points. But that being said, that was one time, and it was the Jags, and it was Gardner Minshew. I mean, we can't keep hammering the Texans over and over and have that poor of a result when they've shown that they can put up some points. I know that I said on the recap that they haven't scored basically any points, and that's something to take into consideration. Like, is this Cardinals D good enough where they have to win by tw- – like, do they win 21-3 to in cover? I don't know. I just I, I just feel like Cook like Cooks has been quiet to a certain extent in the last couple games, and he's kind of due, and Davis Mills can maybe make something work. Give me Texans plus the points. It's a lot of points. And if the Cardinals win, it is what it is. Like I'll take the L. It's just 17 and a half points is 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 a, is too many points. Even against I know I know they're six and oh. Don't get me wrong. I know they're six and oh. But a six and oh team and any good team in the NFL can you know the money is probably gonna be on the Texans here too, maybe. But I don't know, dude. I just that's too many points for me. Too rich for my blood. Yeah, so the last thing I want to touch on this is Tyrod Taylor is day-to-day and questionable. It sounds like he might go this week. If Tyrod Taylor's in, they're covering 17.5. He's an upgrade over Davis Mills. He's a guy who wants to get it done. He can get it done. So I'm going to put my money on that. Let's hope Tyrod Taylor's back. 17.5, Houston plus the points. If Tyrod Taylor plays, what does the line move to? Because it won't be 17.5. Tell you that for free. Yeah, I don't know what Tyrod Taylor is going to be worth over Davis Mills. I can't imagine. You get a guy like Russ to Geno Smith is worth like seven to nine points. So he's not going to be that much. Four? So going to be, yeah, three to five points. Sounds about right. 13 and, a half. Thir- 13 and a half. Yeah, you could see the line move perfectly about 13 and a half. So that'll tease a lot of people to take the Arizona side at that point. Could you tease the Texans up to like 23? I would not tease this either way. The money's not worth it, especially with a team who's lost 40 to nothing this year. That's true. That's a good point. Moving along, we have Philly heading to Vegas. Vegas laying three points against Philly. I mean, Jalen Hurts is bad. Like, Jalen Hurts is real bad. Jalen Hurts is going to be running for Max Crosby for his life. Max Crosby's pretty good. And He's Vegas going to be pretty good this year. I mean, Vegas has got to prove too that they're not. Ju- it's not just a fluke. I mean, I've I've said multiple times this year that Vegas is very much so a 500 team where they win, you know, a couple in a row, then they lose a couple in a row. It's right on that. It's three or three and a half. Three. Three is right in the middle of that betting knowledge spot. Um, give me the Raiders minus three. Um, I know that the Eagles have put up, you know, they did they did okay versus the Bucks, and frankly, they probably shouldn't have. They got a little bit lucky in certain spots, and as I said, Tampa was a little banged up. They're coming off a bit of a down spot. I think the Raiders are going to ride high, and I think that they're going to want to prove, especially to their new interim head coach, and again in the second week, um, that they've got what it takes. And I just I just don't have faith in this Eagles team. I thought they were going to go five and twelve. And then I still think they're going to go 5-12. and 12. So I just don't see this as, as that kind of a spot. And for the Raiders to win by three, I don't think it takes that much. Raiders minus the points. Yeah, the Raiders kind of found new life last week. 
they can't lose games like this to a team like Philly, especially if they want to compete in how hard their division's going to be. So three points here. Let's go Raiders. Moving along into our last 4 p.m. slate game, we have Chicago heading to Florida, Tampa Bay to be exact. Tampa Bay laying 13 points. It's a lot of points again. Versus a competent Bears defense. But can the Bears put up points? The Bears can run the game, run the ball. They can't pass the ball. What can you do against Tampa Bay? You can pass the ball, but you cannot run the ball. Tampa Bay's offense, very, very good. The Bears' secondary shouldn't be as good as it is this year. I know their front seven's really good, and it's proven to be good. But it's a front seven going to bother Tom Brady. This guy's cool under pressure. I got to take one of these favorites at this amount of points. So it's going to be Tampa Bay laying 13 points, less than two touchdowns. I feel like they could score a bunch here. Yeah, give me the Bucks as well. Again, I don't want to keep doing the same as you. I feel I figured I was pretty opposite at the start of the day. We were on different pages. Um, but man, honestly, the Bucks are one of those teams that if you look at, it, especially from a fantasy perspective, they have absolutely uh, shot the lights out. Um, anybody who has a Buck stack has done extremely well in the last couple of weeks. And I don't see a reason here why that's going to change. Um, frankly, if the uh, if the Packers can put up the amount of points that they did with as kind of mediocre as an offense as they have, I don't see any reason why Tom Brady at home um, is not going to is not going to have an absolute game. Um, yeah, bucks minus the points. And, and the other thing is too, Cam, is that we have given the points, like we've taken teams that have been plus the point twice, uh, on these big spreads. And I feel like one of these teams, these minus teams has to cover the books aren't idiots. Uh, they got, they're, they're going to figure one of these guys definitely are going to cover. I think the bucks is probably the best option. So minus the points is the play for me. Yep. I like it. One Moving more along to this two more. Sunday oh, one more on Sunday. Football. Sunday night football, we have Indy heading to San Fran. San Fran favored by four points here. This is going to be a low-scoring game. Is Garoppolo playing? They have no idea who's playing quarterback this week. So they, why is it four for the Niners then? They're, they're coming off a bye? Yeah, they're coming off a bye. They think they're a reasonable team. Both quarterbacks are questionable. Just at home in this tough division. I mean, I think people are high on them. They're two and three. Colts are two and four. So the Colts record's not very good. So, but for me, I like what I've seen from the Colts these last two weeks. San Fran, I don't like what I've seen from Trey Lance at all. So if Jimmy G's in, I can see the four points. If he's not, I don't really understand this line at all. Maybe this is one we look back on and say, hey, well. We should have, and again, we're recording it early, so you know things could obviously change, and 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 perhaps there's a bit of recency bias in this play, um, you know, where you look at it and say, you know, you say, okay, well, we haven't seen San Francisco play in a few weeks, and you know the Colts have been doing extremely well. Um, it is a non-conference road spot for the Colts. Um, again, which common betting knowledge would tell you don't take the Colts on that spot. But I, I I, didn't like San Francisco at the start of the year. If you go back and you listen to our preview spot, I didn't think San Francisco was that good. And to me, the Colts have shown some good spots. Maybe I'm regretting it, but I'll take the four points. I mean, it's close enough. It's, it's that betting line at 
you know, three and a half, four points, you take the you take the other team. And I know, again, non-conference roots, but probably should take the home team coming off a bye. I'm not on that. I, I think the Colts have been have been doing well, and I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a have another good game here. Uh, as you said earlier, again on the recap that he's been you know kind of RB one, RB one one this year. So um, yeah, Colts plus four. I, I don't regret it. If I lose, it's fine. Yeah, I got to go with you here. I know it's definitely recency bias, as you mentioned. Indies looked really good these last couple of weeks. San Fran, not super high on them this year. They got to still a few injuries with Kittle out. Who knows what's going to happen at quarterback? So I can't back a team knowing those things at the moment. So Indy plus four. Well, there you go. I like it. Last, last game of week seven, we have the New Orleans Saints heading to Seattle. New Orleans favored by five. Coming off thereby. It's a lot of points, but Geno Smith sucks. So the Saints defense looks good. They're coming off the bye. Kamara's gonna have a big game here against this horrible defense. Jameis can still is still talented, still can look good at times. This isn't enough points. I I don't see how the Saints lose this one. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I'm on the Saints here for sure. Um, and again, I mean, the buy can be one of those tricky things where either teams come in flat. I mean, this is the same in almost every single league, right? The NHL, you come off your bye week or your rest week or whatever it is, and you come out flat um, or you come out firing because you're well rested. Um, I, I don't know. I like the Saints before this spot. And frankly, um, I mean, you're in a you're in a in a spotlight kind of game. And the Seahawks just again, we're just just had one last week and they did not. Uh, you know, they, they obviously kept it close, but I'll tell you right now, Ben Roethlisberger is much worse than Jameis Winston, which I can't believe that I'm actually saying that, but it's true. Jameis Winston, frankly, might be better than Patrick Mahomes this year. Their interception to touchdown rating is probably the same or dang close. I actually think that Winston's thrown less picks, frankly. Um, yeah, I don't think it's enough points either. New Orleans minus fives to play for me. Yeah, it just, it just feels like a really good spot. I think this New Orleans team's surprising. And you know their coach, he's pretty good. Sean Payton's a good coach. He's going to figure out a way to manage them after the bye. So I think things are pretty good and looking good for them. So, Burke, how do you feel about our picks this week? Uh, there's definitely – like the, the big spread lines are definitely tough. Like no doubt about it. Um, I could definitely see this being another 500 week. Um, there's just a lot of spots. And I think the big thing here is cam is that we're definitely getting a lot of recency bias with teams that were on that were playing last week that had good games against teams that were on by. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes kind of one way or the other. Um, but again, like, I mean, a good handicapper, you want to be above 500%. I think we're definitely there. Um, we're separate on how many games you got that on. You got that on the, on the sheet there. How, how, how many so, opposite? One, two, three opposites only. Okay, so same as last week, but we have less games this week, right? So I went 3-0 and on our opposites last week, just so you know. So everybody knows. Just want to throw that out there. I was 3-0. and um, But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, I, I think I'm due for, you know, I, I might consider fading me this week. But that being said, I mean, it's one of those things where, again, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting week, no doubt. But there is something that we do have to discuss, which is our locks. And you have first pick of the lock this week. After your first lock win of the season. Yeah, so let's make it two in a row. And I'm actually going against you on this one. One of our three opposite games, 
Baltimore is going to cover these six points against Cincy. I have that as my lock. Baltimore looks like a really good team. They look like a top team in the NFL. Top five team in the NFL. Lamar looks like he can throw it when needed. We know he can run it. They have a four-man backfield right now who, what, last game there was three of them playing. All three had nine carries. All three had one touchdown. There's no RB1 here. If anything, RB1 Lamar. But he looks like a real quarterback this year. They're a much better team than Cincy. Ravens minus six. Lock it up. I like it. I love to see you get a second dub in a week. And do you know who I'm going to lock up this week? I do not. Do you have a guess? Are you going to do the Panthers? Cause that yes, sir. Panthers minus two and a half. I am not the kiss of death. I've actually been, I've been 50% on the locks. I did not get it last week. But to me, the Giants are terrible. They just got smucked last week at home on their night where they celebrated their 2011 Super Bowl by the Rams. And I'm telling you right now, you could say, well, it's a good bounce bad spot at home for them uh, versus a team that's not as good. If you can't get up and even keep a game close uh, versus a on your 2011 Super Bowl night at home, there's no chance you're going to get up for another game. And the Panthers are due. The Panthers are due, and you had them as locks two weeks in a row, faded them last week, and again, they didn't hit last week. So I'm telling you right now, this is going to be the big bounce-back spot that the Panthers are looking for. Minus two and a half, lock it up. I'm going to be above 500%. Let's go. The only unfortunate part to all of that rant, Burke, is the number we do have for them is three and not two and a half. Oh, sorry. Three, so three, whatever. Do you I don't still care. want to lock up the three yeah, points? Yeah, three, four, five, whatever. They're going to win by six points, so I don't care. They're, they're there. They're there. Sorry, I'm looking at the TSN app. That's just what I was using as my thing. They have them as two and a half on there, but whatever. That's fine. Three, two and a half, whatever you can get. Keep in mind, too, like as the time – like as time passes between when we're talking and when you listen is when the game spot is the line can move. Right. So three, three and a half. I'm good at three. Um, yeah. Give me the Panthers. I like it. And worst case scenario too. I don't think, I don't see them losing frankly. So give me, uh, you know, give me the, give me the, the push worst case scenario. They win by three. Yeah. I have no comment on this game. As I said earlier, I only picked it cause we pick every game against the spread. So, I'm ready. Let's have a good week here. Let's go Miami. They need this win. Let's see another big week from Tua. That was going to be my other lock, by the way. But the reason I didn't lock it is, is if they lose, I'll be pissed. I don't want to be pissed times two. And I don't want to be pissed times three because I did pick Miami to cover. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, Again, uh, we'll see how she shakes out. We're going to break it all down for you next week. Amongst other content, as we always do, uh, feel free to uh, to leave us a like. Go on uh, Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, five star review, much appreciated. And uh, just want to give a to let everybody know we are going to have. I know everybody's always requesting and and talking about it. Uh, we are going to have the guys from SGP on the next couple weeks. Hopefully, we're just trying to arrange schedules. Sean and Ryan will be back on the show. Uh, really, really looking forward to that. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts, one of Cam's favorite podcasts, friends at the show. Uh, can't wait for that for kind of the mid-season uh, NFL breakdown. Uh, so stay tuned for that. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Over6Sports, at Zach Burke Over6, and at C. Charles and Turf. And 
for the Over Six Sports Podcast. I am Zach the Banda Burke, and my right hand man, the Lock Just King, the Lock King, Cameron Charlton, Cameron Charlton, the Lock King, and Turkey. Thanks for listening to Over Six Sports. We'll chat with you next week.